go with the pirates because, of course, they have cannons and everything. It's a pirate's life for me. Be proud of who you are and what you are. You're a pirate. It is a first down. Pirate. Because when you're in East Carolina, you go for it every time. Or you don't coach in East Carolina, you don't come to East Carolina, you don't play in East Carolina with a weak heart. Write it. I think I've ever been in a building as loud as that was. It was deafening in there. You will get them on. I can promise you that. Hand it purple all night long in Eastern North Carolina. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for pirates. It was an unbelievable atmosphere. I've coached a long time in a lot of great places, and I don't think I've ever been in a building as loud as that was. It, uh, it <laughs> there were some times where it was it was deafening in there. This is East Carolina Hall of Famer and Utah Jazz first round draft pick Blue Edwards. You're listening to Pirate Basketball Overtime on the Sports Objective, your home for the best East Carolina hoops coverage. What is going on, Pirate Nation? Welcome in to the Sports Objective and Pirate Basketball Overtime. The Sports Objective, of course, the podcast for Pirates and your home for the best ECU hoops coverage to Pirates. Sweep the Shockers, East Carolina 68, Wichita State 55. Brandon Johnson picking up where he left off on Saturday night. 21 points, knocked down three trifectas. R.J. Felton also 21 points and, uh, you know, heck of a performance, Matt. And, and this team continues to build momentum. And now on Sunday afternoon against Tulane, and we'll have the opportunity to to win our seventh AAC game, you know, a first-time feat or what would be, and um, also, you know, win a third, third straight game. Absolutely, Bubba. And, you know, just like we've talked about all year, this team is going to show up most nights and play really hard defensively. The, you know, the, the, the issue has been the ability to shoot a high percentage from the field. And, you know, tonight you, you got a really good combination of, of, of really strong defense. And we were able to knock down shots and shoot the ball really well. And, you know, offensively, this team is going to go as Brandon Johnson goes. And, you know, the last two games he's been able to kind of pick it back up after struggling for a few weeks and, you know, shot the ball, shot a high percentage, knocked down shots from, from the perimeter. So that's a good formula for this team. You know, um, if he can play like that, they're going to be in just about every game, I think, in this conference. Yeah, uh, early on in this one, you know, we faced, I think it was a six-point deficit, 17 to 11, uh, something along those lines, uh, about eight, nine minutes in. But, um, you know, from that point on, you know, the Pirates you know, really took it to Wichita State and led by 11 at halftime. Uh, and, you know, what they're 
from about the 11 minute mark to the six and a half, six minute mark of the first half. So in a, about a five minute stretch, we outscored Wichita State 16 to two. Yeah, that was a critical run because we were kind of struggling a little bit there offensively. And all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, we started knocking down shots. And I think we went on a quick 9-0 run. Wichita called a timeout. And honestly, we never really looked back from that point. Um, you know, we, we really took control of the game, you know, at that point, like you said. And and we're, we're just able to kind of, you know, maintain that lead for the rest of the night. And they never really got close. Um so, you know, that's that's the kind of performance you're looking for when you play a team, you know, when you're at home and you're playing an in-conference opponent that's really struggling to win games. You know, you you want to kind of, you know, put the clamps down and and not give them a chance. And I thought the team did a really good job, you know, tonight with uh, with that kind of effort. Undoubtedly, uh, you know, the on Saturday, um, Pirates led by as many as 25 and had that large halftime lead. Um, double-digit lead once again tonight and uh, very similar to Saturday in that you know once we extended that lead out to I think the largest lead was 19 tonight um, about midway through the second half Wichita State you know made a couple little mini runs to get it down to about 10 11 but uh, we were able to hold them at arm's length uh, even when we did go three minutes without a point uh, you you had R.J. Felton in that little drought there uh, with a with a big three pointer that pushed the lead back out to thirteen, and it, things never got as interesting as they uh, have seemed to in the past. Absolutely, I mean you had two guys, you know, really scoring the ball well tonight. I, I want to say, I think Brandon Johnson was probably I think he shot it around sixty percent, and R.J. was right around fifty percent too. So. You know, if you have that one-two punch and then everybody kind of filling in around them, you're going to have some good nights. And, hey, you know, just just a little uh, side sidebar here, you know, um, for, for the people who are interested in sometimes gambling on these games, the over-under for this game tonight was 138 and a half. The last time we played Wichita, the score was 52 to 50, so 102 points. And um, when I saw that over under Bubba, I was I was all over that. I thought that was uh, I was surprised that Las Vegas was that far off. So, you know, this, they kept this game well under 138 points. So um, you knew it wasn't going to be an offensive display. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier this afternoon, and uh, just the spread and the over under, and given what happened a few weeks ago out in Wichita, I, I said I'm hammering that under. And it certainly uh, panned out that way tonight, uh, 68-55. So uh, 123, you had 15 points to spare there. And, you know, once I started thinking about what I thought the score would be, you know, I really felt like this, we, this would be a game where the you know, first one to 60 or 65, and even though the Pirates shot right at 60% in the first half and had 38 points, it still turned out to be that kind of game. Yeah, it sure did. And, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, Wichita has really struggled to score the ball against us uh, this year. So, you know, and they've had some pretty, you know, impressive offensive nights, you know, throughout the course of the season. So, again, you know, like I've been saying all year, this team 
They do show up defensively. They're going to keep the opponents in check in terms of scoring offense. So it really just comes down to, you know, making shots. You know, can you knock down your perimeter shots? Can you shoot good from the free throw line? And, hey, tonight another good – I know you're going to go through the stats, Bubba, but another good night from the free throw line. And for this team, when your margin of, of victory is so slim like we see – when you have so many games that come down to the last minute, you know, three or four point game, either way, the ability to make free throws can be all the difference. Tonight, you really didn't need it, obviously, but it's a good sign to see this team is is shooting better from the free throw line. They certainly are. And, you know, since you referenced numbers, uh, let's go ahead and, you know, run through some of these lines tonight. And let's start off with the team statistics. And the Pirates, 25 of 55, 45.5%, 7 out of 19 from beyond the arc, 36.8. Meanwhile, Wichita State, 20 out of 53, 37.7, just 19%, however, from three, four out of 21. You talk about the way the Pirates shot free throws, uh, 11 out of 12, 91.7%. Wichita State, also very good from the charity stripe, 11 out of 13, 84.6%. The Pirates held a slim 32 to 30 edge on the glass um, assist. And obviously the big thing like Coach Schwartz uh, talked about uh, on Inside Pirate Athletics on Monday night. And that is, I mean, when obviously to have an assist and you have to have a made shot. And Pirates, once again, shot the basketball pretty well tonight as they did on Saturday. And as a result, ECU had 18 assists compared to just 10 for the Shockers. Uh, You had the Pirates with nine steals, Wichita with eight. Uh, Seven blocked shots for ECU compared to just one for the Shockers. And then the Pirates had 11 turnovers compared to 14 for Paul Mills Ball Club. And um, things were even with 24 to a, a 24 stalemate in the paint. Yeah, no, those are obviously some winning numbers. I mean, a lot to like there. Bubba, can you throw those back up on the screen for one minute? Just want to take a look at that. I mean, um, I mean, you know, when you look at these numbers, you're going to win a lot of games like this, shooting 45% from the field, you know, um, holding the opponents to only 19% from three, you know, closing out on shots, running out to the three-point line, closing out. You know, those are winning numbers. And I do like to see – you know, winning the assist battle too. Because too many times this year, when you look at the stat line after the game, our assist numbers are just, you know, subpar. So, you know, that's nice to see. And then obviously the seven blocks. I mean, that's that that's a great number too. So really solid statistics tonight, solid all-around performance. Listen, I know we beat a team that's at near the bottom of the league in the standing. So I don't want to make too much of it, but – you know, this team needed a shot of confidence. Um, they really did because they were struggling for a few weeks. Now you have two in a row with a chance to win another game on Sunday. And and again, just like we've talked about so many times, Bubba, another opportunity to build momentum and win potentially three consecutive games in conference, which is something that's been, you know, obviously very elusive for this team. And when you say very elusive, and the Pirates have 
never accomplished that in the American Athletic Conference. Hard to hard to believe, but it's a fact, and that's something that we can change on Sunday afternoon, and uh, we'll certainly talk more about this. But Pirate Nation, uh, <clears throat> not a terrible crowd tonight, uh, right around four thousand, I think three thousand nine forty, but a little disappointed in that. However, the ones there, uh, it. It didn't uh, didn't sound bad on the ESPN Plus feed. Um, you had a decent student turnout, and uh, they they were very into it, um, more so than they had been in in recent games, and that was great to see. And so on Sunday afternoon, uh, the Pirates again uh, played Tulane. It's Alumni Weekend. You, you know, you I know you're going to have Gabe Mikulas back, uh, Othella Meadows, who was such a a great player for the Pirates back in your era. Uh, he's back in his hometown of Omaha, Nebraska, and he'll be making that long trip from Middle America to Minji's um, Coliseum this weekend, uh, and that's great to see him. That's awesome. Him that's awesome. I'm glad program. to hear that. Yeah, but, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Bob. It was a little. Oh, you good? Yeah. yeah. Happy to see. Happy to see. Othella coming back. It's always nice to get former players back in the building. So. Uh, you know, hopefully he's hopefully they give him something to, to cheer about it. You know, a good performance and not to uh, get off on a tangent here. But, you know, one of the top pirate basketball memories from my childhood was a, a three pointer. He hit to beat UNC Wilmington uh, off the right wing, you know, where Pirates trailed. Get this. <clears throat> this was the days of Jerry Wainwright and very low scoring knockdown drag out affairs uh, with UNC Wilmington Pirates trailed 44 to 42 and Othello Meadows drained that three off the right wing and you know all <clears throat> all the football players and the Hart twins etc that were in that you know into the arena near the natatorium um, you know came rushing onto the court to celebrate with the, the players and it was awesome that's awesome. That's that's definitely a great memory there. And, you know, uh, good to look back on that one. And, you know, hopefully we have something more to cheer about this weekend. And, you know, I'll tell you, I, I feel really good about this game on Sunday, Bubba. I really do. I, you know, you know, I think this Tulane team, they, they've, they've struggled. They've been very up and down. I think they've underachieved this year. And when you have a little momentum on your side and when you have your you know, what I what I consider our top offensive player, Brandon Johnson, when he's confident and he's being aggressive and he's knocking down shots, you know, I think that um, I think that we have a very good chance to win that game. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what the line is for that when it comes out. If I had to guess now and I'll kind of I'll kick this back to you. But if I had to guess, I'll say ECU minus one and a half. How about that? Yeah, I definitely think the Pirates will be favored at home. Tulane can really score. That's going to be very intriguing to see that matchup between East Carolina's excellent defense and Tulane's. Um, although they've underachieved, uh, I think most people would would agree with that. Um, Coach Hunter included that. Um, you know they they can really score, and tonight they lost to SMU in New Orleans, but they still put up 79 points. I think it was at SMU 87, Tulane 79, or something to that effect. We will um, go through the American scoreboard here in 
just a few minutes. But uh, appreciate the support of Ed Watkins, a former East Carolina offensive lineman uh, from back in your era, Matt. And uh, Big Ed. Yeah, Big Ed uh, on board this year uh, as a title sponsor for Absolute Empowerment. Coach Connors show it each and every Monday night. But, uh, you know, we certainly appreciate his support of the sports objective as a whole and uh, everything he does also, you know, for East Carolina, you know, be at the Pirate Club, et cetera. But, um, you know, hey, it will be boating weather before you know it. Um, time to go out and do some fishing or, you know, or what have you. Perhaps, uh, you know, just some time on the lake on a pontoon boat. But go to edwalkinsmarine.com. Um, they have two locations to serve you, both in the greater Charlotte area of our state, uh, one in Denver, also in Cornelius. In Denver, they can be found on North Carolina Highway 16 Business in Cornelius on West Catawba Avenue. Uh, you can reach that Denver store at 704-483-BOAT or in Cornelius, 704-498-4985. Again, 704-498-4985. They have fishing boats, center consoles, family friendly bow riders, trailers, pontoon boats, engines, UTVs, you name it. Whether you're buying a boat or repowering your existing boat, uh, they can meet all of your boating needs and they have all the popular brands that you're seeking. Uh, Moving on uh, to some individual numbers from tonight's game. Uh, The Pirates, as we mentioned in the lead in, were led by Brandon Johnson and R.J. Felton. Uh, Both of those gentlemen had 21 points. Brandon had another double-double, 21 and 10, um, 7 out of 13 from the floor, 3 out of 6 from 3, 4 of 4 from the charity stripe, and 4 steals and a couple of block shots for Brandon. Um, Sierra Malanga had one point. Um, You had RJ, as I mentioned, with 21, also 6 boards, 7 out of 14 from the floor, 3 out of 5 from 3, four for four from the charity stripe, a couple assists for R.J. Felton. Um, Those were the lone pirates in double figures tonight. You had Bobby Pettiford, a nice game off the bench for for Bobby. Eight points, four assists, a couple of rebounds. Um, Cam Hayes, uh, three out of nine, and uh, knocked down a big three. Uh, You had seven points and five assists for Cam. Jaden Walker had four points, seven rebounds. Uh, and then you also had Ezra Sar with four, just three shot attempts for Ezra tonight. Um, and he had those four points off the bench. Caleb LeCount had a, a pair. And, um, and that would do it for the Pirates to total 68 points in their 68-55 win over the Shockers, leading the way for Wichita State. It was Rodgers. Rodgers had 16, and Harlan Beverly finished with 12 points for Paul Mills Ball Club. Yeah, and how about the monster dunk from 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 Ezra early in that game tonight? Like you said, he didn't get many shot opportunities, and, and really, you know, fortunately, we didn't really need him to have a lot of shot opportunities tonight because uh, you know other guys were going well. But you know, when you look down that stat line. You know, some efficient performances from different guys. You know, Pettiford, you know, obviously, hey, only eight points, but he was efficient from the field. Um, so so just, you know, good, solid performances all around tonight. And, you know, that that's the formula. 
that if this team's going to be successful, that's the formula that we saw tonight. Really solid defense, strong performances from Johnson, strong performance from Felton, and then everybody else kind of filling in the pieces around those two guys. Um, so hopefully we can get more of that, you know, moving forward. We have several folks chiming in tonight on Facebook, YouTube, and X as we talk East Carolina basketball. Let's go to this comment on YouTube from Johnny Gardner. And he says, seems we are finding an identity as we go down the stretch. Time will tell, however, um, you know, whether we have the makings of a team that can make some noise. I mean, uh, I know Johnny believes that we do. And uh, he says, just saying, but um yeah, we we definitely definitely uh, do a lot of things well, and um, you know, as Mark Adams mentioned on the telecast the, the other day, Saturday afternoon, out in San Antonio, you know, if the Pirates can shoot the ball at just a very average clip with the way we play defense, uh, we can definitely uh, make some noise down the stretch and in the American Athletic Conference tournament. Yeah, and good point by Johnny there. And, you know, when was the last time, you know, we saw, you know, this team, you know, take a 10-point lead or so relatively early in the game and then just maintain it all the way through? Uh, it's been a while. I mean, usually the the other team is going to make a run. You know, they're going to cut it to two, maybe tie it, maybe even take the lead. And, you know, it, it's, been a, it's been a while, right, Bubba, since we've seen that kind of, you know, not quite wire-to-wire performance, but, you know, for a good 75% of the game, you know, just kind of maintain a 10-point lead or so. Yeah, Saturday was a little bit different, and you know, we never trailed against UTSA, but, yeah, to your point, you know, prior to that, and uh, tonight it was a little more competitive throughout uh, as opposed to UTSA where you built that 25-point lead and um you know led by 23 at halftime and and really we're just you know, keeping them at arm's length the rest of the way and they never got it under 10 in the second half tonight you led by 11 at the half and uh, you know let's see looking at the the box score here as as far as the way things unfolded after halftime you know the pirates immediately got that three pointer just over 30 seconds into the second half to extend things out to 14. And I really don't think uh, that they got it under 10. They got it down to 10 on a few occasions, but the Pirates were keeping that lead between 10 and 15 for most of the second half. Yeah, you never you never felt threatened really at any point. Right. Um, so, so, Bob, what do you think it is? I mean, the last two games – with Brandon Johnson, obviously this is this is the player that we we expect to see. I mean, this this is the player that we need. The type of performances. What do you think's changed from him? Do you think it's do you think it's his mindset? Is it his just shooting the ball more confidently? Uh, is it the opposition teams not closing out as well? Like, what are you seeing that's allowing him to just play this much better? I think it's probably all of the above. Honestly, you know, the Pirates. We're coming off their open week. Uh, you know, had not played since that Charlotte game. Did not did not see uh, any midweek action. And uh, you know, going into UTSA, a nice and much needed rest. 
And, uh, you know, as a result, uh, our guys had fresh legs uh, in addition to fresh minds and uh, went down and played well in San Antonio. And I think, as Cy Seymour noted on tonight's broadcast on ESPN Plus, excuse me, that uh, Brandon Johnson and uh, R.J. Felton, et cetera, you know, when when you're coming off in an 11-point road win like we were at UTSA, you know, the guys are playing with confidence and you're, you're back at home, you know, looking to uh, get to 500 in conference play. And so I think all those things, um, you know, as you know, you know, when you're, Gast and Brandon Johnson, yeah, he'd only played 23 against Charlotte because of his injury. But prior to that, you know, most games he's playing between 35 and 40 minutes and probably a lot of times closer to closer to 40, um, more so than 35. And, and so I, I think he's probably just worn down with our lack of depth and that that, that uh, week off, you know, from competition – in a game did him and the rest of the team a lot of good. Yeah. I think, I think you nailed it. I mean, I think that's a great point. Uh, sometimes just getting away, you know, so many tough losses there before that, before that week long break for this team. And I think you're right. I think physically they were a little beat down, but I think more than anything, mentally they were, this team was really struggling. You know, sometimes the best thing is to just get away from it. You know, uh, I-, I have a lot of respect for coaches who, give their teams a day or two off. And when I say a day or two off, I mean off. You're not in the building. You're not thinking about basketball. You completely get away from it. Uh, no different in football, too. I think, so, you know, really good coaches will do that. And uh, sometimes that just that just gives you a chance to step away, you know, kind of refresh your mind. Uh, obviously, you know, heal up physically and, you know, it does look like a like a different team the last two games. Now, obviously, we're playing teams that are you know bottom tier. So, the true test, you know, uh, another big test will be on Sunday to see how we do. And you know, like I said, we got to mo- maintain this this momentum. Now, the last thing in the world you want to do is drop a home game. You know, when you when you're playing this well, right? And that's something that. It's kind of a good segue because we have not played as well as we've needed to at home. And yeah, you've had, you know, some of those more challenging games at home, but I mean, like you had North Texas on the ropes and then you allowed them to, to make that 85 foot baseball pass and, and win that game by a point. Uh, and you just think think about that one, and then early in the season, the USC Upstate game, uh, Northeastern, and you know, there were ones that we let slip. Um, I think that win tonight perhaps made us ten and seven at home, if I'm not mistaken. And so, yeah, instead of ten and seven, you'd really like to have seen us more like twelve and five or thirteen and four. Oh, no doubt. So many games that could have went our way. But uh, I just happened to see Johnny Robertson's uh, comment, Bubba. Ken Palm's early line is Tulane minus one. She says, take that information lightly. So, okay. So, so Johnny, I had it ECU minus one and a half. So, not too far off. That line could swing. But, uh, yeah, I think this is essentially a pick em game, Johnny. You know, that that's kind of the feel it has for me. Um, you know. 
whoever whoever comes out and you know shoots the ball well is going to win. Taking a look at some more of our comments on Facebook and YouTube as well as X. Um, William Landon uh, says ECU has looked much better in the half court sets the last two games. So no doubt, excellent point, William. I hope to keep this thing rolling against Tulane this weekend. Yeah, uh, I will definitely be there on Sunday afternoon. I hate that there's a overlap between baseball at one and basketball at two, but um, so my plan is to is to watch you know about 40, 45 minutes of baseball and then head over to Minji's and then depending on how things are going in the basketball game, I may see some more baseball. I may not, but um, plenty of baseball to be seen. And with the way this basketball team's playing, um, I intend on uh, being there for the duration of the, the basketball game, you know, as long as it's competitive. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I wish I could be there with you. I mean, uh, that's pretty exciting. But, uh, yeah, good point there by William. I agree. We definitely have looked much more comfortable in the half-court sets the last two games and just got to keep it rolling, just like William said. And Justin Butts uh, saying uh, because of that overlap with baseball at one and then uh, basketball at two, going to be a tough attendance numbers um, because when you think about it, um, odds are you're going to be looking probably about three and a half, Four thousand plus at each at each venue. Yeah, you're kind of splitting the fan base in half there. So yeah, good point by Justin. It's that is going to be tough, but maybe you can run back and forth. You know, <laughs> whichever game is closer, Justin. You know, just run back and forth. And then you have um, Jr. Johnny Robertson, aka Johnny Stats, chiming in with. At the 16.04 mark of the second half, the score was RJ and Brandon 30, Wichita State 29. <laughs> Johnny, man, Johnny, he I say this every show, but he comes up with some crazy stats. He, that is that's that's a good one right there. I like that. Yep. Let's take appreciate, a look. Appreciate you, Johnny. And yeah, and all the guys chiming in. Justin and appreciate you guys chiming in. Yeah, a lot of Participation tonight after a big East Carolina 68-55 victory over the Wichita State Shockers at Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum. Uh, let's take a look now at the American scoreboard. Um, tonight, you know, we've referenced a couple of these games, but um, you had SMU. Um, SMU took down the Tulane Green Wave, of course, the, the opponent for the Pirates on Sunday. You know, that score, uh, I believe it was 87-79 as I bring things up here on ESPN.com. Yeah, 87-79 was that final in New Orleans. Tulane actually led 41-37 at the break, but then the Mustangs uh, apparently shot the lights out, uh, outscoring Ron Hunter's ball club 50-38 in the second 20 minutes. Um, Charlotte. 79, UTSA 70 tonight at Halton Arena uh, in front of a little over 3,700 there. And um, 49ers are now 16 and 8, 10 and 2 in the American. Meanwhile, UTSA fell to 8 and 17, 2 and 10 in the league. Uh, you had 24th ranked Florida Atlantic 
Um, they returned to Boca Raton and uh, they took care of the Temple Owls 80 to 68 after leading by 11 at halftime. And then North Texas, a 10 point winner over the Memphis Tigers. Penny Hardaway's uh, club goes down tonight in Denton, Texas, 76 to 66. It was the Mean Green leading 33 to 38. Boy, oh boy, Penny's team is struggling. And they're really struggling to score points lately. You know, another another subpar performance tonight offensively for them. Um, that's a team that's struggling. You kind of feel like things are going south there a little bit for Penny. And listen, I've never been overly impressed with his coaching ability. I'm sorry, I just haven't. He's had superior talent. And I think he recruits really well, obviously. You know, he's brought in some big-time talent. But what they do with that talent on the floor doesn't always impress me. And um, it's going to be interesting to watch that situation, you know, down in Memphis if the fan base becomes – you know, starts becoming a little restless there. Um, And then the other thing that jumps out tonight, Bubba, is another – you know, Temple was a 19-point dog tonight. Uh, you know, they lose by what, what was it? 12 here. I felt like that was another good pick tonight that I missed. So, uh, you know, as, as you get further into the season, you start to learn these teams tendencies and you can, you can start to be able to almost predict these games pretty close. Taking a look at the standings now uh, that we ran over Thursday night scoreboard. Um, we mentioned that Charlotte's 10 and two 49ers now tied with, Florida Atlantic uh, in second place at at ten and two. South Florida sits in first, uh, atop the league at eleven and one, eighteen and five overall. Are the Bulls uh, just a tremendous job as we've talked about on a pretty consistent basis over the last few weeks by Abdur Rahim and uh, that regime after coming in from Kennesaw State. Um, Sitting in fourth place, you have SMU at nine and three, UAB eight and three, Memphis now uh, seven and five, North Texas six and excuse me, North Texas seven and five, East Carolina six and six, uh, the Tulane Green Wave four and eight, Rice three and eight, Tulsa three and nine, Wichita State two and ten, UTSA two and ten. And Temple one and eleven, so uh, Wichita State um, now that makes the second opponent the Pirates swept a pair of games from this year. Temple and now the Shockers, and um, that is you know unfortunately the first time that that East Carolina has defeated Wichita State at Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum, but uh, you know give credit to to Mike Schwartz and uh, this staff, because I really think just, you know, our history with so many of our fans, you know, this time of year, you know, you lose a few games in a row and, you know, our fans think, well, here we go again. You know, you can just pack it up and get ready for baseball season. And, and I understand where they're coming from um, because it's undoubtedly a very frustrating history uh, that of ECU basketball, but you know this team played well down the stretch last year, 
uh, you know, made a little noise of winning a game and then playing number one Houston well in the second round of the conference tournament. So let's hope that's happening once again and even to a greater extent here in 23-24. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And, you know, one thing about this team, Bubba, you know, throughout the course of the season, these guys do fight. I mean, they really do. They play hard. You know, obviously the shooting isn't always there, um, but they, they do play hard. I think, you know, they're, outside of one or two games, they, they've shown up, I think, with the right mindset. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, the key for this team moving forward is literally you have to have that one game at a time mentality. You focus on the next game. The next game is the most important. Get the win and then you move on. And when you really look at this conference, I mean, I'm looking at you have the standings up right now. You know, you really get the feeling that you can be competitive with everybody in this league. And, and to a certain extent, we have been, you know, outside of, you know, we, we were competitive with Florida Atlantic. All right. South Florida put it on us pretty good, as did Charlotte. But, you know, this is a team that can that can really make some people's lives miserable. And uh you know, I just think that one game at a time mentality is going to be huge. And Mike Schwartz and his team, uh, they may say uh, a game point mentality, you know, as the, as the Pirates uh, with their their shooting shirts and have GPM, um, you, know, you know, as they seek to play every play, you know, whether they're, you know, up by 20 or down by 20 or anywhere in between um, with that. Um, mindset and the attitude that the game's on the line each and every possession. And um, I really think, you know, with the way uh, this team's played, even though even though it's just a game above 500, um, we, we've pretty much been competitive all season outside of a game or two, you know, in that George Mason game and uh, maybe one or two others. But, I mean, we've – we've uh, seem to have embraced that mindset and um, there's certainly reason for a lot of hope and uh, that we can finish the season strong and add or above 500 in league play, which is a very rare feat uh, with East Carolina base, East Carolina basketball. Sorry, got pirate baseball on the mind uh, with opening day being tomorrow, but uh, a very rare feat for pirate hoops. Bubba, what time is game one tomorrow? Four o'clock first pitch. Uh, Trey is savage against the the Ryder Bronx. Two o'clock on Saturday, and then one o'clock on Sunday. Gotcha, gotcha. That, that's uh, that is pretty exciting, man. I'm jealous of all you guys that are able to go to that game. I wish I could, but uh, you know, not in the cards. Hopefully, the weather cooperates. We're getting a snowstorm here as we speak uh, here in Connecticut. So hopefully, you get some nice weather. You know, for the for opening weekend. Well, I know you sent me the video, I guess, what is a couple of days ago, maybe three or four days ago now, that where you got a foot. So how much how much of that foot had uh was still around uh, before before you received more snow? Actually all of it, because we had a major cold front come through. It's been in the twenties and 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 very windy and uh you know, like the frozen tundra, you know, it's uh nothing really melted and tonight we're we're getting about I don't know, three or four, maybe more inches on top of it. So, uh, you know, you know, this will last for a few, you know, three more weeks here. And then, 
will start to move into spring. But uh, there is a reason why, Bubba, all the good baseball players from the north play or want to play ball down south, and this is it. Yeah, no doubt. And um, a few more comments here, or a couple, both by uh, Justin Butts saying um, he believes that He'll stay at baseball and watch on ESPN Plus on his phone while at Clark LeClaire. I'm sure you, you certainly will not be by yourself there, Justin. And I, I'd imagine that that's what the Jungle Crew and uh, others uh, will be doing on Sunday afternoon. I just, uh, with the way this basketball program um, and this team specifically is performing and, uh, you know, looking to uh, – kind of take the program to a ne- the next level and uh, and have the, the best performance in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, I just – I think I'm going to be at Minji's, you know, as long as that game's competitive, you know. Now if, if it becomes a 20-point, 20 25-point margin or something and with – perhaps even with the Pirates winning, then I may head back over to uh, baseball. But I think uh, – Start off at baseball and then pirate hoops. But, uh, hey, whichever the case, and just get out and support the pirates, whether it's baseball, then hoops, or just one or the other. Um, hope to see you out at Clark LeClaire Stadium and or Williams Arena Minji's Coliseum on Sunday afternoon. Also get out to support Shane Winkler in the softball pirates. Um, they will be at home and uh, – here in a moment, uh, we'll run through that schedule. You know, they went 6-0 and down in Charleston last weekend, had a single game against Charleston Southern on Thursday before playing five games in, in the tournament uh, at the College of Charleston. They were very dominant, 54-7. to um, They did have a close game or two uh, mixed in there uh, despite that 6-0 and record, and then they rallied from a – I believe it was a four to one deficit. Uh, they trailed four to two in the seventh inning against North Dakota State uh, on Tuesday afternoon and rallied uh, with three run double there in the seventh to win five to four in walk off fashion. And that um, equals their best start in a couple of decades uh, for ECU softball. Uh, and, and taking a look at their schedule for this weekend. Shane Winkler and the ladies uh, will be hosting the Pirate Clash. Um, they have Fairfield, Marshall, Longwood uh, in town. Um, you have the Pirates squaring off with Fairfield Friday afternoon, 4 o'clock first pitch, just like baseball uh, at Max Joyner Family Stadium. Uh, Saturday, the Pirates play a pair, 12.30 against Marshall, 3 o'clock against Fairfield. Um you have a softball jersey koozie giveaway, so pretty nice giveaway there. Uh, you know, if you come out for that one. And then on Sunday, the Pirates play a doubleheader against Longwood, 1230 and 3 uh, at, of course, Joiner Family Stadium. And um, as the Pirates have another big weekend, you know, they're going to have quite the gaudy record uh, going into the, the third week of the season. Absolutely, Bubba, and uh, hopefully we can start it off the right way this weekend. And uh, Justin Butts chimed, chimed in and said, Bubba better be down the, the following weekend for the, 
the UNC game. Um, of course, that traveling series, the Pirates uh, square off with the Tar Heels Friday afternoon at Boschmer Stadium in Chapel Hill. Then on Saturday at 2 o'clock in Fayetteville at Segra Stadium, the home of the Fayetteville Woodpeckers, uh, the low A, um, low A ball team uh, that's also in in that league, you know, with the Canapolis Cannonballers that are, you know, old six or seven miles from my house. And then um, Sunday afternoon, the Pirates and Tar Heels will meet at Clark LeClaire Stadium. Justin uh, will unfortunately not be at Friday's game. Uh, we'll be attending the daddy-daughter dance, but I'll be at Sacred Stadium on Saturday uh, with my with my parents. And then also on Sunday afternoon, we'll be at Clark LeClaire Stadium for game three between the Pirates and Tar Heels. Really looking forward to that top 15 matchup. Absolutely. That'll be a fun one, Bubba. And, uh, hey, it's time. It's that time of year. Very exciting. And uh, let's see. Justin Butt says, I've done paid off the umpires for Sunday. LOL. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll see Wilson Rayner, you know, East Carolina alum, uh, you know, calling calling things uh, for that series. Uh, let's see. Okay, he's this is uh, making Hammond and Steve Sanders. Steve Sanders, I believe, actually a, a NC State alum. But um, you know, in my memory, and I've told Justin this. You know, this was 20 years ago, hard to believe, or nearly 20 years ago. It'll be 20 years ago in May when the Pirates were beating NC State at Granger Stadium in Kinston. And Steve Sanders threw out Elliott Avent, the longtime and, you know, tied for the longest tenured head coach in the state of North Carolina, along with Elon's Mike Kennedy. And, um, he says, um, Justin says, Wilson will be in town for the Keith LeClaire Classic the following weekend. And uh, Justin, you say he hates state. Um, I'm assuming you're talking about uh, Steve Sanders. Interesting. But, um, you know, hope to at some point uh, get making Hammond on the program. It may be a while now uh, since the season is here, maybe during the summer months or in the fall, we'll have making Hammond. Uh, on the program to uh, to talk a little about uh, you know umpiring and you know, and some of the rule changes that have taken place in recent years, such as the pitch clock, et cetera. But um, want to give a shout out to Mark Minakazi, former East Carolina third baseman, and Kazi's support of the show. Uh, he will be the title sponsor for Extra Innings. The debut of Extra Innings will be Sunday night as we'll take a look back at the season opening series between East Carolina and Ryder, um, you know, pgxgloves.com. Uh, they have baseball gloves, batting gloves, football gloves, golf gloves, swag, you know, you, you name it. Uh, you know, they can, they can uh, provide you with an extra, excuse me, an excellent pair of, you know, any of those items, you know, they, some of the gloves they have, you know, Matt, you need to get Chase a pair of the uh, the goat gloves that they have. Uh, I know Riley uh, a few years ago he had a pair of those. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, Bubba. Send them on up, buddy. Send them on up. 
And uh, John White, former East Carolina pitcher uh, from the Gary Overton era, chiming in. Uh, he said, what would be the feeling if the if the men's basketball team finished the year at 16 and 16? That looks plausible. Uh, hopefully they sneak in a win or two against Charlotte or Memphis. Is a 16-16 uh, is that record or would that be progress? I think I think it would be. Uh, you know, although very very slight, you know, from a record standpoint. But I think given what the Pirates would have had to have accomplished down the stretch to get to 16 and 16, I think it would be progress, John, because of the improved league performance. And yes, um, the league probably is not as is not as tough as it was a year ago, you know, with the loss of Houston and UCF, but um, still still a quality league. And um, no doubt that so to go 16 and 16, the Pirates currently sit at 13 and 12. You, know, you have six regular season games remaining. That would mean uh, that ECU would you know, finish three and three in regular season and then drop their first game in the tournament. You know, and, and the Pirates would finish with that 16 and 16 mark. Uh, and that would mean what nine and nine in, in the American um Six and eleven is the best the Pirates have ever finished in AAC play. Uh, what are your thoughts on on this, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a great question, John. I, you know, for me personally, I'd, I'd really like to see ECU win a few games against the top half of the league. I think for me, that would that would really uh, uh, show that we are making progress. And you know, right now we're doing well. We're beating you know the bottom half of the league. But what I'd really like to see is you know, a solid win or two over, you know, an FAU or, you know, a Charlotte or, you know, you know what I mean? A team that's at the top of the league. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but um, you know, Hey, I, I would feel pretty great too if we could take three in a row and, and win this Sunday, but um, it'll be interesting to watch. And as we wind things down on this edition of pirate basketball overtime here on the sports objective taking a look at the remaining schedule uh, again sunday's game against tulane uh, alumni day uh, that is one of three remaining home games um, you have uh, following sunday's game and uh, the pirates once again have a, a week off or close to a week off uh, no midweek game and Pirates um, will return to action that following Saturday at Rice, 2 o'clock tip-off on ESPNU against the Owls. Uh, then the following Thursday, a painted white game against Memphis. Um, Tigers, obviously so talented, but uh, as Mark Adams mentioned on the East Carolina UTSA broadcast, uh, Penny Hardaway's club has suffered. Uh, you know, I think he's perhaps you know, said this, in press conferences, the disease of me, you know, struggling to play together as a team, you know, with so many talented pieces and uh, egos, um, managing that and uh, getting everyone to jail and be on the same page. And um, so, again, Tulane at Rice, Memphis at North Texas, at SMU. So a couple of very challenging road games there. Uh, before returning home on March the 9th, which is a Saturday for a 4 o'clock senior day tip-off against the Charlotte 49ers. 
Uh, so, so plenty uh, of opportunities there, Baba. And yeah, you know, I'll I'll just you know, hey, we're talking about this weekend and games coming up, and I wanted you to know I will be at the UConn Marquette game. I have courtside tickets. Uh, number one versus number four in the country. Very excited about that. So I, even though I can't be in Greenville, I did find a uh, a good sporting event to attend, and uh, that should be a hell of a game, Bubba. You know, as you know, former Pirate Tristan Newton having a fantastic year for UConn, just kind of doing it all. And, uh, you know, I'm definitely going to be supporting him and uh, looking forward to that one. Yep, uh, heck of a matchup there, number one against number four. Uh, yeah, John White uh, chiming in some more here, saying, uh, and this is the best time of the year, baseball Pirates starting up. You have that overlap between between hoops, um, baseball, and, you know, obviously, you know, with Pirate Baseball, March Madness, and, you know, hopefully – in the not too distant future, who knows? Maybe with the way the Pirates are playing, we're certainly capable of making a tournament run. You know, how awesome would that be? Um, you know, for you know Pirate baseball to to be ranked in the top ten and off to an excellent start. And uh, meanwhile, the Pirates, um, you know, making March Madness. That would be a dream come true. When the Pirates make March Madness, you know, that would be a dream come true. Uh, it will happen at some point, you know, hopefully. Uh, hopefully it's in our lifetime, buddy. Hopefully it's in our yeah. lifetime. You gotta know, be. Uh, gotta be. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. We'll see. I was, uh, I was just, uh, just shy of 12 years old the last time that happened, uh, way back in 1993. Uh, but John says, I, I agree with you. I think the team's improving these past two years. Show me some hope. And uh, William Landon saying, say hello to Tristan Newton for us, Matt. But uh, <laughs> William, I will be courtside, so I'll, I'll pass it along. Uh, you know, uh, but man, Tristan Newton. Would have been nice to keep him in the purple and gold because he has become, you know, a top five player in college basketball. You know, uh Earlier this year, Jay Billis mentioned him as the national player of the year, and that was probably about a month ago. So, um, you know, it's bittersweet, but, uh, you know, it'll be fun to watch him on Saturday. As we're wrapping up this edition of the show, want to plug some of our content. You know, we, we here within the last couple of weeks had Mike Rooney on the program from D1 Baseball. Uh, excellent hour-plus conversation with runes as we talked um, about the pirates the american and all the other quality programs in our region as well as nationally uh, just so many uh, excellent programs in um, the state of north carolina and also bordering states you take a look at it uh, you know whether it's uh you know the, the four acc programs um in addition to the pirates um you have Coastal Carolina, Clemson, South Carolina, Virginia. Um, of course, UNC Wilmington is a more often than not, you know, a top 40 type of a team, top top 50, a quad one team um, when it when it pertains to the RPI. Uh, Campbell, who nearly hosted a regional last year. Um, then Tennessee and everything they're doing under Tony Vitello. So, you know, I think, 
in the D1 baseball top 25 out of those four states, uh, you have something like 10 teams. Just, just a base baseball hotbed and uh, very easy to schedule well, you know, when you're in this region. Yeah, no doubt about it, Bubba. But um, be sure to follow us on social media, on X at the Sports OBJ, on Instagram and TikTok at the Sports Objective. Like and follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're going to have some sights and sounds from around Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum uh, from East Carolina's 68-55 win over Wichita State. You know, thanks to our very own Dave Richmond, in addition to Diane Pons and Johnny Robertson, two of our loyal viewers and listeners here on the program. Appreciate them, you know, providing that content for us. And some of that content, Matt, I know I was telling you about this off the air, but very quickly wanted to mention this on the air as we're wrapping up at halftime. Um, excellent reviews for the, the football pirates. Uh, they teamed up with the ECU dance team um, for a little halftime performance. And, uh, you know, I saw Barry <laughs> Kearney, um, longtime pirate fan, as well as several others chiming in on social media saying it was tremendous. All right. All right. Well, I'll have to check that out. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll have to check it out. <laughs> that was tremendous. I, I, I was waiting for that. I, I, I don't think Johnny Gardner was in attendance tonight, but if he would have been, you know, that that would uh, would have been uh, the way Johnny would have described it. Oh, but no uh, about it. <laughs> but uh, that will do it for this edition of Pirate Basketball Overtime. East Carolina 68, Wichita State 55. We'll talk to you, I guess, on Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening. We'll have Pirate Basketball Overtime and Extra Innings, a lot of content coming your way on Sunday evening. Have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll talk to you then. And as always, go Pirates. What?